1: Please consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's Business Leader, 1220 KDOW.
2: Good morning and welcome in to Rob Black and your money. Happy July 5 to you. Typically on Fridays, I want to go over market updates. I tend to try to do a lot of generic strategy type of shows, but today is a different day, in large part because it's Payroll Friday. June non Farm Payrolls came in at 195000 Expectations were 166000 But even more important than that, we saw a revision. We'll talk about this. A lot of pomp, a lot of circumstance, a lot of drama. Tied towards the first Friday of the month, tied towards employment. But we also got some stuff over the pond. The ECB and the Bank of England basically said weak economic activity led to both central banks keeping their lending rates steady and acknowledging that they're going to remain low for a long time. Their words were extended period of time. The euro of the British pound dropped while the US dollar popped. I know. And the rocket's red glare. Fireworks. The dollar did really well. Precious metals crushed. Peaceful coup in Egypt. Military overthrowing uh, current president and saying, time for new elections. Take the back door out and everything will be cool. And it was. Some budding signs that Portugal's governing coalition is going to survive. Start adding this all up. And what does it mean? It means pretty good things, all things considered. And what do I mean by that? We're in a scenario where the stock market is going through a transition. One of the things we want is that help one time to be filled. Jobs growth. S p 500 is up 7 today. Dow's up 58. <laughs> NASDAQ up 17. 10-year treasury, 2.68%. If I were allowed to curse on the show, I would say, holy... You feel in the word. This was a, not that long ago, went 1.6%. Now it's 2.7%. Gold getting crushed again, down 40 bucks an ounce. It's 12.11. Oils up fractions, which... Again, defies conventional wisdom. Tells you there's a little problem with the, the least, but also tells you that, um, I don't know what it tells you, it's not telling you that economic activity is weak like the data is. So things are a little bit subdued today, a little hungover from the holiday festivities most people are. Not hungover drunk, but hungover like, isn't it nice to get it over with? It's such work. Non-farm, pay- non-farm payrolls jumped 195,000. April non-farm payrolls were revised up from 149,000 to 199,000. Non-farm private payrolls increased 202,000. Unemployment rate stayed at 7.6%. Average hourly earnings rose four tenths of a percent. Average work week held steady at 34 and a half hours. That average work week is coming into play in large part because of Obamacare and health care mandates that corporations, mid and large size companies give employees health care if they work over X amount of hours. With that mandate being pushed from twenty fourteen to twenty fifteen, it should help the employment figures. Should. As a lot of employers were starting to like juggle how many hours an employee can get and not get health care. The headline numbers very positive today. There's no doubt about it. The number of discouraged workers, up 206,000 from a year ago, the percentage of long-term unemployed workers, i.e. 27 weeks or longer, was still too high at 36.7%. There's a U6 unemployment number, which is basically a combination of unemployed and underemployed. You work part-time, but you want a full-time position. That's underemployed. That jumped from 13.8% to 143 So the back end of these numbers, not good. The front end, very good. So the initial reaction, very positive on Wall Street. The Treasury market had a very knee-jerk reaction, like I said, jumping a lot today, 2.7% almost. How will the stock market withstand that big jump in rates? That's a big question today, right? The employment never could have been better, but the continued job gains and growth in aggregate earnings bodes well for consumer spending. So I'm not knocking this headline in any way, shape, or form. SP 500 traded up, benchmark 10 year Treasury. Dollar index at a three year high. Healthcare, financials, and industrials doing well. Weaknesses seen in telecoms and utilities. The areas that should be growthy are growthy areas that should be defensive are underinvested today it's that kind of simple some other stories of note out there today, Sprint the FCC has given clear and unanimous blessings to SoftBank's proposed acquisition of the majority of Sprint shares as well as the Sprint proposal by a portion of Clearwire that doesn't already own Zynga is in the news today for those of you who play FarmVille, it's honestly like living through a lobotomy. It's the dumbest of the dumbest of the dumbest way to spend your time. An SEC filing says that they're going to give new CEO Don Matrick a salary of $1 million in his first year, signing bonus of $5 million, 2013 bonus of $2 million. A lot of stock compensation in the coming years, but a lot of cash up front. Well, Disney's in the news today. The Lone Ranger looks like it's going to be a flop. Looks like they're going to lose money. Disney is. On the old Tonto film. I don't know. A couple movie remakes I never need to see ever again. Lone Ranger and Zorro. Something about that period of time does not interest me on the big screen. Maybe on the small screen, yes. Big screen, no. Nokia. They saw their debt rating lowered by Standard & Poor's after it bought out the share it held by Siemens in the Networking Equipment Joint Venture. Basically, Nokia is trying to buy into their future. Their current product ain't going to get them anywhere. They're dying. So Nokia is trying to stay relevant for the long period of time. Transdigum. Transdigum. They declared a special dividend of $22 a share. $22 they're share maker of aircraft components and made the move in an effort to boost shareholder returns. I wish I was on the other end of that. That cash blowout. I think you're saying I had a different kind of blowout this weekend. I know. I know. Anything you want to talk about we can talk about. I pride myself in the ability to talk with the everyman, the plebeian, so to speak. If you have anything that you want to say to me, please address me as your Highness, Your Royalty, Sir, Master. SP 500 is up 3. Dow's up 12. Nasdaq's up 7. Treasury yields are soaring 2.7%. This was a Friday worth coming into work for. You're listening to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial from the Wall Street business.
1: online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: Some Morsi demonstrators are venting their outrage on Cairo Street. There's still some drama in the Middle East. The Arab Spring that started two years ago, is it leading towards more democracy, which would be a really good thing? Or is it leading towards calamity? I love bacon. It's probably the most American thing about me. Just throwing it out there, I love bacon. I love all sorts of bacon. I like the greasy bacon. I like the overcooked bacon. I love bacon. Bacon. So this summer, when you're going to the beach, I say you go to the beach in style and act like you're a millionaire. Even if you're a plebeian, even if you're an underling, even if you're a minion of darkness, act as if you're a millionaire. Look a million bucks if you can. I think it's part of the game. You can't look the part without... Nice clothes. I'm not saying spend three times as much on clothes. I'm saying learn how to shop. If you're a woman and you want to look like a millionaire, never wear flat shoes. Millionaires, millionaires, don't wear flat shoes. The taller you are, the more authoritative you look, the more trustworthy you are. If you can develop a hobby that makes you look affluent, I think that's important. Skiing is probably one of the most affluent things that you can do. Horseback riding, pretty pompous. Carry a tennis racket, always a good idea because it looks like you're going somewhere in life. Even the rich aren't rich enough to have a ski slope in their backyard. Thus, just carry skis to your day-to-day meetings. Have great skin. Rich people have great skin. Best way to have great skin, get a lot of sleep. And a lot of water. If you sleep on your side, it deepens cheek and chin wrinkles. While lying face down furrows the brow. I know you're saying, good God, are you kidding? Develop a British accent. Always, always important that you look affluent and wealthy. It's probably a little bit better off if you're British bred or British born. But a good day, A, will take you far. Try to draw attention to yourself. Don't blend in. Red sports jacket, far better than anything else you could wear. Ascot, always important. Choose your accessories wisely. Do not carry around a McDonald's cup of coffee. Carry around a Starbucks cup of coffee. Or for that matter, Maybe a Pete's is the ultimate in snobbery. Collect art. You don't have to have real art. Get some good knockoff art. Show people your common bond with the bourgeois that will pique their interest by having a nice display of modern art in your living room. By all manners, have good manners. Pretend you're a butler. Butlers look rich. Hire a butler. Always a good sign. So, that's probably the, the bogus way of, of being rich and being wealthy, is pretending to be. Here's the reality of it. Floss your teeth. Dental expenses are, are crazy. Lose some weight. Healthcare is expensive. And it's never a good tax deduction. If you want to look wealthy, consider volunteering. Rich people volunteer. They give their time to museums, they give their time to local schools, they give their time to dog foundations. A good friend of mine got me into volunteering, and I'll never forget it. You get to hang out with some of the best people in the world when you volunteer. Instead of saying things like I do, look at me, I'm Rob Black, I'm kind of a big deal. Don't ask for recognition. No one likes that. At the party, stop talking about yourself, stop talking about your new job, start talking about other people. What did you do this summer? How are your kids doing? Learn to network. So, that's just some of the things that you, know, you need to do to get ahead. I like buying new cars, things along those lines. So that's all hunky dory, by the way, in the world of our economy. Number of people working as part-time employees it surged in June, and that's a sign that our economy doesn't like the Affordable Care Act's effects on job creation. Number of people working involuntarily as part-time workers jumped to 8.2 million people, people who want to work more but can't employers aren't stupid they will make sure that they are able to manage their costs now is it an indirect play on Obamacare, yeah it is kind of so the mother of all Goldilocks numbers today was the job report there was something in it for everyone it wasn't too hot, it wasn't too cold but the number of people who want more work was problematic The S&P 500, it's sitting 3 to 4% off its all-time highs. Silver has been a disaster. Gold has been a disaster. While well, the stock market's worked well. Be cautious on gold. If you want a play on metals right now, I think it's copper. Because it's a play on an improving economy. But it's not working right now, just so you know. Don't go into it blindly, if you know what I'm saying. To get your calls in the air today, it's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. 1220 It's 800 1220 Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about investing. We can talk about Tim Cook. What did Tim Cook say this week? It's starting to get out that they have, quote, an army of product coming this fall. I don't even know what that means. Do you? Sounds like if you're an investor, good things. An army of product this fall, Tim Cook has had some secret meetings with Apple retail leaders. They came away confident, ultimately, in Apple's product lineup for the fall. Is it gonna be an iWatch? Probably something like that. We know that Nike's chairman, Phil Knight sits on the board of Apple. And Tim Cooks sits on their board. And we know Nike's got that little wearable device. And it's a computer, but it's a computer with a single function. It monitors your health or your heartbeat or your distance run. We want a multi-function device. In theory, it'd be nicer to check your watch for email than it would be to check your phone. This is Rob like Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. gave me a totem and that was the coolest gift ever because I had never known what the hell's a totem it was a little Indian relic probably not really an Indian relic but made to look like an Indian relic about a bear carrying a fish it was just this little bear looked like it was made of jade but it probably wasn't and a fish on his back and he was referred to as I Suppose like a provider, right? One thing I can do for you, financially speaking, is you can trust me, you can put your you know back on me, and I'll carry you. I'll do my very, very best to give you the basic financial information that you know, but that you refuse to to like go with. Too many people make too many mistakes when it comes to money issues. And I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the LPL financials. I'm tired of the merit prizes. I'm tired of the people who sell insurance who say it's an investment. No, how can that be? It's like, look, here's a car that's a plane. No, 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 it's a plane. It's not a car and a plane. Here's a car that's a submarine. It's a gimmick. I'd rather my submarine be a submarine. I'd rather my car be a car. I'd much rather my plane be a plane. So I see too many people make too many mistakes. Number one, biggest mistake is people don't start. They put off. They think they deserve to live in the now versus to save for the future while living in the now. I can go back to my 20s and and I can almost regret every major financial decision I made. I don't want you to do that. I don't want your kids to do that. But, you know, part of growing up is doing that. One of the biggest mistakes I see people make is that they convert their whole life savings into an annuity. And the person who sold them that annuity says, you know, you're guaranteed 7%. But they don't, what they don't tell you is you're guaranteed 7% of your own money. Not 7% growth. Not 7% till the day you die. 7% until it runs out. do you see how, like, that little phrase, I'll guarantee you 7%. You're like, sign me up. But if I guarantee you 7% of your own money, you're going to be like, screw you, black. Like, for instance, give me $100, and I will give you 10%. I'll give you $10 a year for 10 years if you give me $100. Woo, 10%. (laughs) Sign me up, right? So when you get a pension, I prefer that you get a lump sum and you self-direct it. I do not ever want you to get a lump sum and give it to someone to buy insurance with because you're paying for the insurance. You probably don't need lifetime benefits on long-term care. Your average nursing home stay is less than three years. A policy that offers five or six years of benefits is more than enough. If you ever lease a car, never pay cap cost reduction, always get gap insurance. Never make a down payment on a car you don't own, and always get that gap insurance, like I said, to make up the difference between what the car is worth and what the dealer says it's worth. Never, ever, and this almost makes me cry, over the holiday weekend, I'm watching television as I'm wont to do. And I see that Gerber commercial about $10,000 of life insurance on your kid kicks up to $20,000 when he's 18. How many kids die before 18? You want some good insurance on your kid? Don't give them a cell phone. Don't let them text and drive. That's insurance on your kid. Don't give them a cell phone. Lobby Congress to stop texting in cars. Place 100% of your retirement plan in my opinion, into stock funds. Now, some financial planners are going to disagree with me, but since you add to your company retirement plan equal amounts with each payment, you're taking advantage of cost, dollar cost averaging over long periods of time, especially in declining markets. It's an effective approach to buying stock funds. I find that bond funds are not needed when interest rates are this low. I'd prefer you go after an income fund. And if you're going to go after a bond fund, go short term. Now, again, CFPs are going to argue with me, and that's fine. There is no right answer. Just because we argue doesn't mean we don't like each other. That's what I've said to my sugar booger for years and years and years, right? Just because you argue, an argument's a mathematical formula. You know, Stephen Biko taught me that. Just because you argue doesn't mean you have to dislike one another. If you lived in your home for over three years, it's probably underinsured. I know that I've accumulated some stuff in the last five years that I have not upped my insurance for. Guilty. I'm guilty. You are too, I'm assuming. So if my house were to burn down, I've accumulated some stuff in the last five years that needs to be insured. When I first moved in, I had X amount of insurance. Now I probably need a little bit more. Is my home going to burn down? I hope not. That would be a total bummer. I have a fireproof safe though. I've got all my belongings listed in my fireproof safe. I've got all my financial documents in my fireproof safe. I'm okay if there's an earthquake and the house gets, you know, gobbled up. Hopefully I can find my fireproof safe in the rubble. But a fireproof safe is important for fires. I know. You can take your butt down to Home Depot today. And buy a fireproof safe. And tell, you, tell your sugar booger, sugar booger, I did something good for our financial future. If you handle your money the way your parents handled money, you're probably handling it wrong because your parents lived 60 years ago, generations ago. You can't have all your money in a savings account like your parents did because interest rates back then were 6%, 7 8%. You were getting pretty good money for having your money in a bank. If you're handling your investments where you're like, well, it's, you're supposed to have, well, I'm 45 years old. I'm supposed to have 45% of my money in bonds or 55%. And No, you can't do that. The rules of money have changed. You can't handle the money the way your parents did. Do you remember your parents sat down once a month? And they, uh, how did they? How do you put this? They went over their bills. They paid their bills. But also they, they balanced a the checkbook. Do you remember balancing your checkbook? That's funny. Um, don't buy mortgage life insurance. Mortgage life is a policy that pays off your mortgage if you die. Now, it sounds like a pretty good idea, right? I want to get mortgage life insurance in case I die and my, my sugar booger will have the house paid for. Okay, here's what you do. You buy life insurance so that if you die, your, your wife gets the money or your kids get the money and they can make the decision to pay off your house or not. Not the bank. I would be very, very cautious in this day and age how you leave money to spouses and to children. I see this every year. I work in the industry of people leaving money improperly to the family members. I've seen million dollars dispersed to family members that suddenly are getting plastic surgery in new trucks. Did the person who worked their whole life to get that million dollars really want plastic surgery for their, their surviving heirs? probably not I know a 70 year old woman who got plastic surgery when you're 70 you're not supposed to look good you're supposed to look like a mess you have a turkey neck you have turkey arms what a waste of money a good friend of mine his kid wants to become a his kid wants to become a plastic surgeon i'm like god i hope our society moves in the 80s Healthcare was a lot, a lot about healthcare. In the 90s, it became about cosmetics. In the 2000s, it started to skew back towards healthcare. Cosmetic surgery will become all the power again, and it's sad. So if you want to leave money to a family member, give them some directions with it in your trust. You don't want it going towards charitable, you don't want it going towards, uh, Plastic surgery. You want it to go in towards, like, vacations. Spell it out if that's what you want. Spell it out if you want it towards the their income. Spell it out if you want them to go back to college. I'm not saying don't give away money and let people enjoy it. But good God, there's some people who are bad with money. I know a guy, like I said, who came into some money and instantly went out and got a sports car. What a waste of money. <laughs> I need it. I need it. We need a sports car. Uh, here's a, a rule that just blows my mind. No one will do this, but you should. You should only buy investment real estate with cash and it has to be cash flow positive positive. and or buy it with cash or it has to be cash flow positive, period. Otherwise you could get yourself into trouble. You're listening to me Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. AM
1: 1220 KDOW traffic.
3: This Bay Area Update is brought to you by Garmin.
1: Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220, KDOW.
2: Stubborn love. She'll lie and steal and cheat and beg you from her knees. Make you think she means it this time. She'll tear a hole in you, the one you can't repair, but I still love her. Keep your love up. Keep your head up. Stubborn love. One of the reasons I'm still doing what I'm doing. I'm incredibly, incredibly uh, optimistic. And I want people to stop making mistakes, financially speaking. And slowly but surely, I'm getting there. I know I am. Because I hear from you people. I have no problem with credit cards. I'm not going to be. Susie Orman go You should rip up your credit cards You should rip them out You should pay off the most uh, The first one that you can As fast as possible Susie Orman's dumb She's stupid She's ignorant She's banal She's inane How do I feel about her? I think she's great Because she's opened the door For other women To start talking about finance Is she a pioneer? I think she kind of is a pioneer Is she the most dangerous woman on the planet? She is, because she gives bad financial advice. There's a book called Bull Ship. You know what the word is, right? Basically, it took people like Susie Orman and some of the things that they said and holds them accountable. And when you start looking at the crazy, frivolous things that she says on a regular basis, it's scary. I think credit's okay. I think too much credit is bad. I think using credit to pay for groceries is bad. I think using credit to pay for groceries, as long as you pay it off every month, is fine. Credit card's a great tool for indexing your spending and creating, helping you create a budget. So I'm okay with credit cards. I've got a Capital One Venture Plus. I pay 40 bucks a month. 40 bucks a year, but I'm okay with that annual fee because basically I'm using all my spending on it. You have a little dental work done, boom. $1,000 of dental work is to me $20 of flights because I pay it off every month. A friend of mine, I once dated a woman named Juliet Brown. I know you're saying, that's hilarious. Your last name's Black. Black and Brown. Believe it or not, I once dated a woman named Amanda White white and black. Right? <laughs> and this issue, we're like, what's your last name? Please let it be green. Please let it be green. Nope. Anyhow, her dad, Juliet Brown's dad, pulled me aside once. And this was early on in my financial career. He said, you know, Rob, you're going to have debt till the day you die. Just be good with it. And That flies in the face of my thought patterns. How dare you break my logical stream of payoff debt? Debt's bad. But he's right. My mom's 75-plus years old. She's got a mortgage. She's going to die with a mortgage. I'm actually looking forward to the day that my mom dies, and I know you're saying, you're cruel. No, no. My mom has stayed shut in the house for five years, watching nothing but QVC. I think she's ready to go. It's not like QVC at some point in time is going to be offering some sort of inspirational last moment of Mrs. Black. You've been put on this earth for. She's not enjoying life. She's got a mortgage. That's okay. Still, you know, a tax deduction for some people. It's a cost of money that's fixed for other people. So have, be okay with debt. I'm okay with mortgage debt. I'm okay with it. I'm not good with 18% credit card debt. As long as he can service your debt, you're okay. I never believe in 18% credit card debt. Maybe 18% credit card debt if Satan comes, knocks on your door and says, Give me $1,000 or I'll take your soul. Okay, then maybe. Okay, maybe. But that's about it. So market timing. This is one that kills me. I got an email. I read it to you recently. He said basically he suffers anguish from buying stocks. He doesn't know when to do it, he doesn't know when to buy, he doesn't know when to sell. He's he's freaked out about the timing of it. Market timing only works for one person the shyster who's making money selling you the secret to market timing. There is no red light, yellow light, green light software that can tell you when to buy and when to sell. And if you believe that, you're just stupid. You're just a monkey. You've never evolved. You probably have a thumb that doesn't quite work right. You probably had a brush with a Darwinian wood chipper and survived. Be very, very cautious if you believe in market timing. It basically tells me that you believe in conspiracy theories.
4: You will respect my authority.
2: College costs are crazy. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about more on the show. You can always email me rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. If I were to give advice to someone's child today, I'd say become an oral surgeon. People are always going to have bad teeth. You get paid good money for cutting people's bad teeth out of their mouth. And now you're saying, oof. Yeah, I know, right? SP 500's up 4, the Dow's up 13, the NASDAQ up 11, 10 year treasury sits at 2.6%, gold down 40 Sitting at 12.11 an ounce, oil at $101 a barrel. Ouch. That's the only negative I'm seeing today. Rob Black and your money? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing. Retirement issues. Some people give Financial tips to friends and family, I find those to be the most dangerous. And some of them are things like, you know, stop paying your mortgage. If you get foreclosed on, stop paying your mortgage. Drain your 401k to pay your bills. Pay whatever you can. You know, there is a lot of bad financial advice out there. Borrow the maximum on student loans. I think the worst thing you could do is take investment advice from a friend. You know, my friends, I want them to say, hey, did you see that picture of Hayden Pantieri in a bikini? I don't want my friends to give me financial advice because they're not financial people. I'd rather them gossip about Taylor Swift, I'd rather them give me some sort of political leaning that they believe in as a lunatic than give me financial advice. And yet people still do it. One of the things that I want to do before I die is write a letter to my children. Write a letter to children. Write a letter to future generations. And tell them everything that you basically need to know. And one of them I learned many, many, many years ago. A guy named Milton Friedman said, there is no free lunch. Is probably the famous, most famous um, American economist, in my opinion. You know, I I think you can read his quotes and, and walk away and understand a little bit more about why you want to invest and how to invest. There's no free lunch. You know what? There's no free income, there's no free anything. Milton Friedman's got a book out there called Capitalism and Freedom. It's worth listening to the audio book. It's worth getting the book. You'll understand a little bit more. Humility is the distinguishing virtue of the believer in freedom arrogance and the paternalist. Concentrated power is not rendered harmless by the good intentions of those who create it. So yeah, it can get a little bit red, white, and blue. But one of his greatest quotes, in my opinion, and again, he's an economist, is he said, The greatest advances of our civilization, whether in architecture or painting, in science and literature, in industry or agriculture, has never come from centralized governments. Governments don't work efficiently. You know that. I know that. Why do we continue to say, you know, Dear President, bail us out? There's a problem with government spending. It's inefficient. You and me have different working speeds. It's tough to get fired by the government, so it's tough to do a good job for the government. You have a slower working speed. People spend their own money that they've earned on themselves in a private economy. People spend money that they've earned on someone else, it's called private charity. People who spend someone else's money on themselves, it's called government. People who spend someone else's money on someone else's all-government programs, and they become inefficient. I'm not a politician. I'll never be a politician. I don't have political liens. I just could tell you that government spending is inefficient. So maybe I'm a libertarian. Who doesn't vote libertarian? It's kind of wonky, right? So one of the things I want to do is write down some ideas for my children's children. There's no free lunch. There's no free income. Way too many times I get emails from people thinking, this is a no-brainer. I know people who bought Antelope Mortgage because they have 12%, 14% dividend yield, only to see the stock lose 50% for them. But they believed in that dividend yield. I think a bad product is always a bad product. A bad product is always a bad deal. Don't buy a car appliance. Don't buy a car, don't buy appliance. Don't buy anything super expensive that's got a bad service record. Don't buy a house with a cracked foundation. I almost bought a house with a cracked foundation because couple years ago I really wanted to get a home I saw the housing market correction as my opportunity and there was a house that had a crack foundation which probably is not going to end up in a worst case scenario because it's had that crack foundation for a while the essentials in life are cheap the luxuries are expensive so if you want to get rich write that down everything that's going to make you happy is cheap I think people love camping so much because it's, you strip out a lot of the luxuries, and yet you're the happiest when you camp. Any loss that is not a disaster doesn't require insurance. You know, I've got dental insurance because it would be a disaster for me to lose my teeth. I've got life insurance because it would be a disaster for me to lose my ability to generate income. Once I'm super wealthy and stop working, I won't have any more life insurance. Once I'm 75 and my teeth are falling out, I won't have any dental insurance. You only insure what you can't afford to lose or that would be truly a disaster. I believe in walking away from deals and thinking about them. That's something I would tell my children. The maximum that I would write down is shop around and be willing to walk away from all deals. Whether it's a job, or whether it's a house or a car, you gotta be able to walk away. When you change the rules a little, you change the rules a lot. Interest rates have been dominating the the market. Low cost money, you've heard me say for years and years and years and years and years. This low cost money's too cheap, you gotta invest. Interest rates under 4%, you gotta invest in stocks. Now, in 2013, interest rates started to move higher. So the story is going to change. Does it change dramatically from one and a half, two and a half percent 2.5%, 2.5% to 3.5%? You bet. Because those are exponentially big numbers. Never confuse income with wealth. Income can end with a dismissal. Income can end with a stock market correction. Income can end with you know, a swath of a hand. So a good piece of financial advice is don't confuse income with wealth. If you're sitting fat right now, you're making a lot of money, you're vacationing big, save some of it because that ability to earn income will go away. This is going to sound really stupid and this is very Peter Lynchian of me. If it's too complicated and it hurts your brain, don't do it. You know, there's those commercials for AT&T where the comedian's sitting down with kids, do you like fast? You know, what would you want to be, a turtle? Turtles are, you know, what happens if a turtle crosses the road and it's not fast? Like, it's a cute commercial. He's sitting down with four kids and he's talking about AT&T. He simplifies AT&T to the point that I want to use AT&T. It's a very effective ad campaign. If something's too complicated for you, don't do it. If love is too complicated, get out. It's supposed to be easy. Another rule that I'd write down for children is convenience is usually expensive. Ignorance is deadly. If you're buying food at 7-Eleven, you're paying two to three times too much for it. Go to Safeway. Convenience is very expensive. Being ignorant of the prices you're paying, is very expensive. Listen to the Wall Street Business Network, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial.
1: 1220 KDLW
3: traffic. This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin. Not too bad out on the roadways. Santa Clara on the Great America Parkway off-ramp from southbound 101. A large garbage bag in the middle of the roadway. In Martinez, south 680 approaching Marina Vista. CHB finishing a traffic break so they can clear a large tarp out of the two left-hand lanes. And a tow truck on the way to Livermore, west 580 before Greenville. A stalled car that is being cleared from the center divide. Just a handful of brake lights. Bay Toll Plaza. Minor, minor backup at the pay gates. Metering lights are off, both upper and lower decks at the speed limit. No problems reported for your drive either direction of the Golden Gate Bridge, but a high wind advisory in effect for the San Mateo Bridge, so make sure you keep both hands on the wheel. Hate traffic? Don't hate. Drive happy. Get a Garmin Nuvi with subscription-free HD digital traffic and avoid traffic and construction delays with updates delivered as often as every 30 seconds. Drive with Garmin, the most trusted name in GPS. For more traffic information, log on to sigalert.com. I'm Paul Maxwell with your Bay Area traffic.
4: There's a place you can go for good, clean family entertainment without leaving home. A place with no violence or profanity. A place safe enough to let your kids roam free. That place is the all-new GodTube.com. Your online family getaway for the best Christian comedy, entertainment, and music videos. With music favorites like Chris Tomlin. Where you go, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll stay. When you move, I'll move. I will follow like Tim Hawkins.
2: There's a lot of hand sanitizer in church. Anybody notice that? I don't know. In my church,
5: they have these two hand sanitizer stations right by the front door greeters. That is not a good message. (laughs) Your
4: place for great music and good, clean family fun, the all-new GodTube.com. For good, clean family entertainment, comedy, and inspiration, the easy answer is GodTube.com. GodTube.com. Log on now to GodTube.com.
5: Imagine a world where everything costs half as much as what you're paying for it now. Here's your
4: keys. Wow, half my money back.
5: You'd certainly have a lot more money left over at the end of each month. Well, you'll be pleased to know that many of the things you do spend money on can be found for half price at kdow.biz. We've teamed up with dozens of Bay Area businesses to bring you half off savings on a variety of restaurants, retailers, and more. Just click the Half Off Deals banner on our website to see all the Things You could be spending less on from dining and family entertainment to spa treatments and hotel stays. You can buy a half off certificate with just a few clicks today and start saving money tomorrow. These certificates make great gifts for friends, family, and co workers. And we're adding new deals all the time, so check back often. Half off deals at KDOW.biz. We can't save you money on everything, but we're working on it. Go to KDOW.biz today and click on the half off deals banner to see how you can save.
1: Politicians are spending so much time chasing scandals, they've forgotten
5: about the economy. We have had sustained economic growth, but we are not where we need to be
1: yet. Your 401k statement is like Forrest Gump's box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Will the second half of 2013 be up or down? Not at all
6: unusual. The market goes up and down and all around.
1: The information we give you on this station, you can take to the bank. The Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW.
3: Untreated tooth decay and gum disease may create problems that are irreversible. After all, gum disease is often painless at first. So don't avoid a dental visit because of anxiety and stress. It's important that you contact a dentist that will help you care for one of your most valuable assets, your smile. Call Dr. Shirley Bean today. The key to great dental health is preventative care. For more information and a free consultation, call 510-790-8800, 510-790-8800.
6: Payrolls climb, the dollar bounces, and treasury prices slide. Good day to you. I'm Bob Moon with the Bloomberg Market Minute. Ten year treasury yields soared to the highest since August 2011. While the dollar rallied and gold tumbled on faster than forecast job growth, U.S. stocks pulled back from some early gains, European stocks veered south, and copper fell the most in nine weeks. The Labor Department estimated payrolls rose by 195,000 workers in June, while hiring in the previous two months was revised higher by a combined 70,000 jobs. Hourly earnings rose in June, and the job Rate held steady at 7.6%. The effect on 10-year yields was dramatic, up to 2.69% as prices fell by a full point plus seconds. The Dow Industrials were up 24 points to 15,015. The S&P 500 was up five points to 1621, and eight of 10 industry groups in the S&P index advanced, with gains for healthcare, financial, and industrial stocks approaching 1%. The Nasdaq rose 14 points to 3458. That's a Bloomberg Market Minute.
1: You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station.
2: I say some funny things. One of them is don't rely on the appreciation of an asset. I own a home. I don't expect to make money on it. Did he just say that he owns a home he doesn't expect to make money on it? I hope to. But I bought it. The price was high. The whole public will eventually realize the price was high. That's the problem with buying assets that are at all-time highs. The public tends to extrapolate trends long after the financial justification is gone. Recently, in 2013, we've seen homes appreciate to the point that it now makes more sense to rent. For a long period of time, it made more sense to rent, to buy, than to rent. It peter-totters back and forth depending on how much appreciation there is or isn't. So the price of borrowing is interest and worry. I talked a little bit about that. Keep all borrowing below the point of worrying. You'll be okay. Understand that inflation is not prices going up. Inflation is the value of money going down. It's a weird concept. And then I say, I don't expect appreciation in my home. Inflation is not prices going up. It's the value of money going down. You get less for your same dollar. That's my biggest fear. I once said that I needed a million dollars to retire on. By the time I get to retirement, I'll probably need two million. Because the value of the dollar is halved. So I'm going to need to double what my expectations were. It's crazy, right? You can be at a bar now and saunter on up to a a young lady and go, I'm worth a million dollars. Don't act like you're not impressed. Winning. And she may go, I'm not impressed, because a million dollars isn't what it used to be. And then I throw down the line, I love scotch. Scotchy, scotch, scotch. Here it goes down, down in my belly. And she'll go, not that impressed. Because now scotches are, you know, it's not the, the man of the kings who drink it. It's, it's every day. It's Everyone drinks it.
4: I'm very important.
2: I am very important. I have many leather-bound books, and my apartment smells of rich mahogany. That line never worked for me either.
1: People know me.
2: People do know me. And I'll say, when I get turned down, you smell like a smelly pirate hooker.
1: I'm kind of a big deal.
2: Why don't you go back to your home on Whore Island? Which is never a nice thing to say to a woman. But sometimes you have to because you've been shot down in flames. And then you go saunter on to another person. You try to impress them and you go, discovered by the Germans in 1904, they named it San Diego, which of course is German for a whale's ah And she so no, it's not. And that approach doesn't work with making stuff up to impress. Therefore, you go to the emotional tact where you go, I'm in a glass case of emotion. And the women want to fix you. So they jump all over it. Long way of explaining that a million dollars ain't really a million dollars. That inflation is the loss of the purchasing of the dollar. You have to grasp that concept. And that's why you have to save more money. My college education, if I were to pay for it back when I got it, it probably total $12,000 for four years. Now it's $20,000 for one year. Do you know what it's going to be in five, 10, 15 years? Probably $40,000. I just learned the most shocking and sad statement to be true. My producer, who is lovingly referred to as number eight, Brendan Brandon or whatever the hell your name is, said that his college education was $40,000. Do you know how much, how sad that is? Like I said, if you're going to send your kids to college, parents don't send them to become a radio broadcaster. Don't send them to run a board. Send your kids to college to become an oral surgeon. Send them to college to become an engineer. You know, don't have them take ballet classes. Have them take coding classes. Your daughter, yes, she's cute in her little pink tutu. And let's hope she's a trophy wife of some billionaire coder. And she could do ballet for his 40th birthday or something ridiculous when she's 18 years old. I know you're saying, you're telling parents not to send their kids to ballet. Kinda am. I'm definitely saying don't send them to college to get a degree in radio. So anyway, back on topic. I shall get back on topic. I shall get back on topic. Um, you know, it's pretty easy to, to go through and say, here's what you need to do. One of the things that I will write down for my children's children is place value on money. Money doesn't buy happiness, but it makes you comfortable. It lets you see the world. Money is what you earn in exchange for your time, So I say try to go after a productive pursuit. Try to earn as much as you can in as little amount of time as possible. So put a value on money. I have a friend, and I can't make this up, who has a 100-inch TV. He's fat. He's ugly. He dates ugly people. But he's got a 100-inch TV. I'm probably assuming... He couldn't run a mile downhill, but he has a 100-inch TV. The only thing that he has in life that's valuable to him is his TV because he's fat, he's ugly, he's out of shape. I don't put any value on TV. I've got a 42-inch TV. It's nice. I've got a car. It's nice. It gets me to where I'm going. The value I put on is traveling and the people I spend it with. So know that you're just ignorantly throwing money away on silly things in your life. Another piece of advice I would say is follow the golden rule. Hold on, what is the golden rule? Is it the popular belief, the duplicity and craftiness of Machiavellian tactics? If you engender mistrust in relationships, you won't survive. Treat others fairly, and you'll do well. Treat others the way you want to be treated in business, and you'll go far. No one looks good when you make other people look bad. I had a code. Part of my bro code in college was, never make me look bad in front of a woman. So me and my friends would go out, and sure enough, there would be you know one woman to divide, one good-looking woman and one ugly woman, and you're at a bar, and you want the good-looking woman to notice you, and he wants the good-looking woman to notice him. he instantly throws you under the bus. I'm like, I will never hang out with that person again. Same thing in business. Treat others fairly and treat them the way you want to be treated. Always be honest in your dealings and good things will happen. That's advice I'd give my kid. I'd want my kid's kid to give his kid. Select your partner wisely is probably the most important. I didn't get married in my 20s. I became successful. I became wealthy. I created a business that I could sell and stopped doing what I would have referred to as working for others. So I didn't marry in my 20s. I saw a lot of people do. So in my 30s, I was starting to get a little bit behind. I want to have a kid. I want to have a kid. You know, I want to settle down. Dating's expensive. Dating's emotional. Which, for the record, don't believe. Date as long as you can. Don't get married ever, never, ever.
1: That's right,
2: Jack. Marriage is so overrated. But, so I got married to a, a Playboy model. I didn't select my partner wisely because she had told me she was AA. And that there's nothing wrong with AA. I think it's one of the most noble organizations in the world. If you have a drinking problem, it's great. But there's phrases that you tell your children, like, spenders should marry spenders, savers should marry savers. If you don't, match up with your financial issues, you're going to fight. Emotionally as well. She got into AA because she was crazy, and she would drink to alleviate that crazy. So it was one of the worst decisions I ever made was to get into a relationship with someone who's crazy, because I'm not crazy. I'm I'm not very emotional. I'm not very happy. You know, my team wins the World Series. I'm like, yay, I'll have a beer. Kind of thing. Like, I'm not,
5: woo, my team won. We're number one. We're number one.
2: I don't talk to the TV. I don't get exasperated when we lose. I don't get gleeful when we win. I'm happy to see it. So, anyway, that's advice that I would tell my kid's kid. I, something I could write down is marry wisely, both emotionally, physically, as well as uh, financially. And I'm not saying marry someone who's rich. I'm saying marry someone who's a saver if you're saving. If she's only saved $100,000, you have saved $400,000, you are both saving. That's a good thing. You're going to approach financial decisions on the same level. But it also goes for emotional, in my opinion. So selecting your partner, very, very, and you can date crazy all you want. Just don't marry crazy. So dating crazy was great. Marrying crazy was uncomfortable because she instantly had an affair on me. Ah, <sighs> um, hire your help wisely. Whether I have a friend who hired an illegal to help clean his gutters, that illegal fell off a roof and broke his back, and my friend got sued. Sometimes it's not worth using the cheaper labor. Same thing goes with financial planning. Sometimes being cheap and doing it yourself, you're gonna lose. Only financial planning designation that I like is a CFT. Everything else, eh.
5: 3%. That's all Bloomberg Market Minute.
4: Hi there.
1: Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: that I send out I refer to as Top 25 Sayings by Warren Buffett it's worth a read I highly highly recommend that you come up with some phrases pithy statements that you feel comfortable with be able to write them down be able to explain them to a child let it start soaking in on them one of the ones that I wrote down that I don't really like the guy. I find him to be a bit of a jerk, George Soros. But he once said, it's not whether you're right or wrong that's important, but how much money you make when you're right and how much you lose when you're wrong. A good financial planner stops you from losing money or cuts the loss pretty tight. Because it's not whether you're right or wrong. It's, again, how much you make when you're right, getting market performance. You can't afford to give up market performance on the downside. In my opinion, J. Paul Getty, Getty Museum, you know it. Beautiful building in Los Angeles. He said, Money is like manure. You have to spread it around or it smells. Does that not teach you about diversification? It should. Donald Trump has never said anything that I find to be sound. I don't find anything that he says to be mentally correct. One of the things that he said, though, is that you should stick with what you know. And I I almost agree with that. Oscar Wilde said, When I was young, I thought that money was the most important thing in life. Now that I'm old, I know that it is. Now, money doesn't make the world go round. Money makes the world go around, the world go around, the world go around. But money buys leisure time. Money buys downtown. Money buys you spots in the world that you won't normally see. I think Gus right. It's when you later in life that you find the importance of it. Mark Twain once said, October. This is one of the peculiarly dangerous months to speculate in stocks. October's dangerous, and it's a terrible time to be in stocks, he said, right? He said the other months are July, January, September, April, November, May, March, June, December, August, and February. Now, that's funny, because the first part of the statement is, beware October, we've had big stock market corrections in October. But he's right. You have to know going in that any month can go bad on you. I'm not asking you to speculate. I'm asking you to invest in capitalism. I'm not asking you to speculate. I'm asking you to accumulate assets. Jim Rogers, he wears a bow tie, and he's a big commodities guy. He once said something in an old nature, like, bottoms don't end. Bottoms in the investment world don't end with four-year lows. They end with 10- and 15-year lows. They'll basically tell you something. Benjamin Franklin, I found to be fat. He's one of our fattest founding fathers. Ben Franklin used to be on a diet, you big fat founding father. He said an investment in knowledge pays the best interest. I say an investment in a treadmill would have done you some good. Peter Lynch is one of those great investors, and he's going to die at some point in time. He ran the Fidelity Magellan Fund. And what was interesting about it is the most successful mutual fund in the history of mutual funds, right? What was interesting is most people lost money in it because people bought high. They're like, Rob Black just said that Fidelity Magellan Fund's good. I'm going to go get me some. And then the market goes down five percent, and people find they don't have the stomach for it. You have to have the stomach for market corrections. They happen every year. And when they don't have it, it's a bad thing. Peter Lynch once said, know what you own and know why you own it. Great. Great phrase. I know way too many people that own. You know, I'll be honest with you. Like, Siebel Systems and BEA Software, these are companies that have been acquired. I don't know what the hell they do. I couldn't figure out like, it was explained to me what they do and I'm like I don't know what they do I couldn't explain it to someone else so I couldn't buy it so if anyone wants a copy of the 25 wisest things Warren Buffett has ever said drop me an email rob at robblack.com rob at robblack.com and I'll email it out to you because dumb phrases are what help you stop making mistakes Warren Buffett once said if past history was all there was to the game the richest people would be librarians. There's a phrase on Wall Street that says, "Past performance is not indicative of future results." Consult a broker or advisor for taking the action on the stocks mentioned. There's some people on radio and television who will only tell you about the things that they said correctly. Studying market cycles, I study market cycles, and I have an opinion on how to make you rich. I remember you recommended Yukos. at $14, $14, and I saw the stock go to zero. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that. There's some people that forget to mention some things that they did wrong. Feel overwhelmed by the massive detail every single day? Money's better than poverty, if only for financial reasons. Money is better than poverty. I totally agree with that. Yeah, anyway. Take care. Have a good day. Uh, that's all I got for you. <laughs> Find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com.
4: It's a- How do we know Jesus is coming again? How's a virgin birth possible? How do you explain a virgin birth? What exactly happened on the day Jesus died? Get the answers to these questions and more at thenewjesus.org where renowned pastors and theologians like R.C. Sproul, Greg Laurie, and Alistair Begg answer your questions about the life of Christ, prophecy, salvation, miracles, and more. Scroll through topics that interest you or submit your own questions. Whether you're a seeker or a scholar, get the answers you're looking for at thenewjesus.org